0: Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien.
1: Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. We are into 2023, our second show of the year. We have a great show for you we'll get to it in a moment but first we need to hear this message from our sponsor people's bank thank you for listening to the business talk podcast sponsored by people's bank bringing you the best in business experts entrepreneurs and evangelists make business talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration people's bank where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier member fdic dif equal housing lender bank at peoples.com business okay we are back and as promised we have a great show for you today we have a return engagement from Rick Sullivan. He is the president and CEO of the Western Mass Economic Development Council. How are you, Rick?
0: I am wonderful, George. How are you? And uh, happy new year.
1: And happy new year to you and everyone in our listening area and across the state. So anyway, uh, Rick was a recent participant in, in um, some stories of Business West did, uh our Economic Outlook 2023. We take a comprehensive look at... Um, what uh, people like Rick are expecting for the year ahead and the forces that are going to kind of shape where the economy goes in this region and in this state and uh, very eye-opening. And and Rick, I just wanted to kind of do a show on that and just kind of talk about what we're looking at for 2023. Obviously, you've got your finger on the pulse of, of what's happening in this region. And let's just start by uh, talking about what your what your outlook is for 2023 and uh, I know there is a lot of uh, oh oh here comes that phrase cautious optimism I believe is what we throw out around uh, early January or late December so so
0: I guess uh the only reason there's any caution at all is I guess you got to uh wonder what's going to happen you know at the national and and even worldwide level in terms of the economy and any kind of recession or or downturn um cuz that obviously impacts you know what happens at the local level um as well so um, you know, all that said, um, I'm actually very optimistic for 2023, and I do think that Western Mass is, um, you know, poised, um, hopefully, for um, some growth, um, and I think there's going to be an opportunity with the new administration, with the governor being sworn in today, uh, probably as we speak, as a matter of fact, um, you know, so there's going to be, uh, you know, kind of a, a new sheriff in town, so to speak, and and she... Uh, is going to have some priorities that I think are going to line up uh, well with Western Massachusetts and and where we are and who we are and, and the significant role that we can play. Um, so I think, uh, governor Healy, Lieutenant governor Driscoll are going to be very focused on, uh, Western mass and, and even looking to make some um, strategic investments, um, to help us move us, move us forward.
1: Okay. I was going to get to the new sheriff in a little while, but let's talk about her now. Uh, I said, she, she has been sworn in, um, ready to take office. We, we did very well with Governor Baker. He was very focused on Western Mass. Uh, some governors come out and just hand out checks and, and, and show up at ribbon cuttings and things like that. But the governor took a, a real interest in this area and uh, uh, did a lot to promote uh, entrepreneurship uh, and fund programs and, and, and build new buildings and bridges. And And what can we expect from this governor, do you think?
0: So I think, you know, we've been, the EDC's been fortunate. I think the region's been fortunate. We've had a number of members, um, myself included, that um, were part of um, different transition teams and different policy um, teams for governor, lieutenant governor, um, as well as, you know, helping to onboard um, some of the secretaries that are going to obviously be making the big policy decisions. So, um, you know, I think uh, the the Western Mass voice is going to be um, equally uh as heard as it was in the the Baker and and I would say the Patrick administration before then. So um I, I would agree with you. I think uh you know Governor Baker did a did a good job um keeping Western Massachusetts in its uh, in 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 his sights. And I think we can expect uh much of the same from um lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Governor um Driscoll and Governor Healy. So I do think that um there will be a focus certainly on entrepreneurism and startups. I think there's going to be a very significant investment uh, made in, in issues of, of creating an equitable economy, um, which is going to be, you know, supporting workforce, um, entering the workforce and finding finding career pathways and living wage jobs. Um, and Western Massachusetts is, is poised to be able to provide that. Um, I think you will see, um, again, some strategic investments. Uh, I hope, in um, cybersecurity um, and everything that is is under the umbrella of Cyber Plus, if you will, it's a real opportunity for us in Western Mass as one of the locations that will have a, um, a, a cyber center um, in Western Mass. There's only going to be a couple in the state, and the fact that one of them is going to be in Springfield, I think, is very significant. It'll be at Union Station. It gives our colleges and universities, um, an asset that we have here in Western Mass that I don't think we've used enough in terms of economic development. Uh, We have a a great uh, collection of colleges and universities that are nationally and internationally known. Um, When people talk about workforce, um, they're talking about the students that are in their classrooms and we need to elevate that. And I think the cyber center is gonna allow us to do that in, in many ways. Um, It also is going to allow us to do some work with municipalities who who definitely lag behind in their capacity to uh, prevent cyber attacks and and are somewhat vulnerable. Uh, It will also probably most importantly give us uh, an opportunity to work business to business to provide that um, certification and education, if you will, um, to our smaller businesses, particularly our manufacturers that are going to need um, as they are part of national um, and federal um, supply chains, they're going to have to be able to certify that they're cyber ready, cyber secure. Um, and this is an opportunity for us to do that. And there also is a military component to it. And I know that uh, Barnes and Westover have both been very interested um, in being partners at the center because obviously um, that is the way that uh, national defense is moving um, as well. Uh, and so, Um, There's a real opportunity there. I think there's a real growth opportunity there. Um, And the fact that Springfield is going to be one of only a few centers in the Commonwealth is is key to that. So we've already seen some investment from the state and the federal government, um, Mm -hmm. and I suspect that there will be more coming. Um, So I think, you know, investments like that, that are that are very strategic, purposeful and look to grow new sectors um, in our region are going to be really important.
1: Okay. It's the media that that does those big stories at the end of the year. These were the top stories of 2022, 2021, whatever the year might happen to be. Um, Can you come up with your own quick list of what you thought were the, the top stories in 2022 for this region and its economy? I'm, I'm gonna guess workforce is gonna be in there somewhere, but.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think you gotta put workforce at the top just because, um, you know, we've got uh, just over 90 members at the EDC and and every single one of them uh, will tell you that their biggest barrier to growth is is being able to find workers um, and, f- you know, finding the workers, uh, training up the workers, uh, retaining the workers. Um, even being able to um, have them work through career pathways and take promotions um, are all are all issues for every company no matter what sector you're in. So I mean I don't even really know that there's you know a close second, if you will mm-hmm. um it, you know and I think 2023 is going to be really focused on on workforce as well um and you know we need to do a better job of getting, all of our um residents and and uh, of the region into the workplace um you know a lot of them have different barriers we need to focus on what some of those barriers are and and work to to lower them um but we need to have a better labor participation rate um number 1 um and then the it's incumbent upon the employers at that point um to create that, and I know I've used the phrase before, but, you know, career pathways to get the individuals to living wages um, in a really quick period of time. And, and by that, it's probably two, three years. But, it, you know, there ha- there has to be a pathway and a trajectory for that. So we need to be able to grow from within. But I do think that, you know, any um, any region, any economy, you know, has to be built on a growth strategy. So I think we have to look to see where we can bring people in um, to Western Massachusetts to, to work and to live um, and don't wanna leave out play and we may get there, but you know uh, that's important too, that part of the Convention and Visitors Bureau is a very important part of our economy. Um, but we need to have that, that growth strategy, which then undoubtedly is gonna bring us into a conversation about housing um, and the need for more housing across the board whether it's market rate or um, employee housing um, or um, any any really housing just across across the board. And I think, you know, going back to uh, Governor Healy, she's gonna create, if not a cabinet secretary, at least a point person on housing, um, whose job it's gonna be is to create h- housing across the Commonwealth, because that is a barrier. We can't ask people to, um, you know, move here to work here mm-hmm. if there's no place to live here. so right. um you know housing is 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 a problem um you know certainly identified by the Baker administration, but I think you'll see real results in terms of um construction and additional housing um you know certainly in this region but really across the Commonwealth with with Governor uh, Governor Healy
1: mm-hmm. let's talk a little more about this growth strategy that you want to put together when. People who work in in economic development councils across Massachusetts and across the country, their primary, well, I don't want to smack it down to one effort part of a job discussion, but jobs is the focus of most people in economic development. They would say, we need to bring jobs to our area. Are we in a position where we can even bring jobs into this region knowing that your 90 members and, and everybody else in Western Mass is struggling just to fill the positions that are open right now?
0: Well, we absolutely can if we're, you know, increasing our workforce from within, which we've got a great opportunity to do. Um, And, you know, we've got some programs that, you know, we have now put in place that will become operational in 2023. Um, So working with um, a lot of partners from the Food Bank to Hoyo Community College um, and others that you know, are really gonna be able to train people up and bring them in, you know, specifically for specific jobs in specific industries. And I do think that that is is kind of where a lot of workforce development is is gonna head. It's gonna be um, specific to sectors. I think you'll see the new administration make some strategic investments in um, the community colleges in particular, but also our VOC tech schools and academies. just for this reason that, you know, the days of maybe needing a four-year degree um, and, you know, a number of years of experience in a job um, as a job requirement um, are maybe a thing of the past in a lot of cases, not all cases, but in in many cases they are. And so the employers are really looking to hire skill-based, and that means having employees that have that specific skill. They may not necessarily have a degree Mm But do they have the certification or the training, you know, or the badges being the term of art in some cases, um, you know, do they have the skills to be able to do that job? And then the employers um, are taking on a bigger role of training the employee for the other things they need that employee to be able to do. So I think you're going to see a pretty big change in what workforce uh, development looks like. And I do think it's gonna start on the ground with our community colleges and our Vogue Tech programs. And we're really fortunate here, you know, to have four great um, you know, community colleges. Um, and you know, our Vogue Tech schools are 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 very good, um, some best in the state. And so, you know, we're again well positioned for that. So I do think that there's the ability to grow from within, and I think that we can be attractive to people to to move to the region. Uh, when you package the whole thing and I know we've talked about this before, but the the cost of living is significantly less than than the metro areas. Um, the quality of life is better. You have opportunities for recreation and and you know you can you can you can still buy a home. Um, I realize it's more expensive today than it was a few years ago, but you can still do it significantly cheaper than you can in other parts of the state and even other parts of the region. Um, and so if we can increase the housing supply on the other hand, um, I think we can, I think there can be a growth strategy for both the companies that we have, which is hugely important. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, look to expand, um, beyond that. But I mean, the other thing too, is that the workplace is changing and I think we've all seen it, you know, there's more work from home, remote work. Um, you know, even if you have to go into the, to the company or the business, You know, once or twice a week, Um, it isn't every day, but what you need is you need to have the ability to work from home or remotely. Um, So you need broadband and Internet access, um, which, again, the previous two administrations, Patrick and Baker, did a good job of laying the backbone and and getting us to um, the ability to do that. I would and have uh, really looked to the, the Healy administration to kind of really now connect everybody up um i'm not this doesn't mean pay their bill by the way but you know get it to their home so that they they can use it because we can't ask people to live here and work here um if they can't connect here um and it isn't just our rural communities um you know sometimes um they people assume that that's where the biggest problem is and and don't get me wrong that is absolutely a problem that needs to be solved but you've got, um, you know, digital divide issues within the city of Springfield um, and, you know, some of our underserved populations that don't have the ability to connect, um, mm-hmm. which means they're taken out of those jobs that are kind of work from home or remote. It also takes them out of uh, remote education opportunities, whether it's at the um, K-12 to level or, or college or, you know, any other kind of um, advanced degrees uh, or job training. Um, so, it's it's an issue um, and one in 2023 that hopefully we can just solve because in this day and age, I think, um, you know, good Internet connection uh, is probably as important to, in the day when they did the rural telephone. Um, you know, everybody, it's not a luxury anymore. It's really a necessity.
1: Okay. You're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Rick Sullivan. He's the president and CEO of the Western Mass Economic Development Council. Uh, Rick, when we spoke for our our economic uh, outlook uh, section earlier, uh, you and some of your members uh, talked uh, about the need to, here comes that phrase again, tell our story better, uh, which comes down to marketing this region, letting people know what we have here, telling that story better. Uh, We've been hearing that. I've been hearing that for- the Better part of 25 30 years now, how important is it to tell the story and, and how do we tell it better?
0: So, I mean, I do agree, you always have, although it always seems like the, the media people are the ones that are asking me that question, you know.
1: Which is, <laughs> oh, your, your, mem- your members brought <laughs> it up now, come on. Now. Um, yeah, so yeah, your I mean, members said we need to tell our story better okay? with no, with
0: without a doubt, we do, um, because. You know, even within Massachusetts, uh, just because our name ends in Massachusetts, everybody thinks it's the same costs of, um, you know, living in Boston or the Boston region. So, you know, we do have to do a better job of that. I do think that you will see um, the Convention and Visitors Bureau this year do um, a significant, um, you know, and they they are mostly out of market um, campaign um, to kind of basically sell the region if you will but certainly focus mostly on the uh, tourist attractions which we have some wonderful ones um and i think it's mary kay that says that you know the visitors and convention experience is kind of the first date to kind of living here so if people come and they have a good time um Then they're much more apt to a return, but even take a look at, you know, hey, that's a place I'd even like to live or work. Um, So I have always thought that, you know, the connection between Convention and Visitors Bureau and economic development is really tied a lot together because you're selling, at the end of the day, you're selling the region. So I do think um, we will look to see where we can partner better. Um, with them uh, because it does mean marketing. Um, it does mean spending some money um, you know internally for our internal audiences and, and there are some because we need everybody to kind of be a cheerleader for the region, if you will. Um, and we've done a little of that um, over the years. Um, but we also we also do need to if we're going to grow um, and not just grow internally, we do need to go outside um, of our of our four County area, if you will. For some of that growth, and I think we need to be smart about it. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to be pulling people from, you know, Florida or or Texas uh, up here. You know, telling them it's great in the winter. Um, But you know, we have jobs in manufacturing, and there's other places. There's people that are in other states strategically um, that are looking for jobs. Um, So I do think that there's some ability. Um, to be out of market and looking to attract some growth. Um, Again, it may be very specific to specific sectors, um, but we've got a lot to offer here from quality of life to cost of living.
1: Okay. Um, In the minute or two that we have left, uh, let's say we were doing the same podcast a year from now. What would we be talking about?
0: Well, um, hopefully we're going to be talking about some growth um and some new jobs um and even potentially some different kind of jobs that have not necessarily been part of our um market um so we've already talked about cyber but i would throw in um you know clean tech jobs uh, whether it's wind or solar um or building technologies um or I think the one that's poised for the most, most growth and has the most opportunity is around water technology. And by that, I mean everything from water delivery systems to wastewater facilities um, to, um, you know, water filtration, um, you know, water scarcity. Um, you know, I mean, we've seen locally here with PFAS and others, you know, the contamination issues are going to unfortunately continue um scarcity issues are across the the world so it's a um it's an industry it's a sector that isn't going to go away um and nobody's really totally claimed it as the place to be and i think that we have the opportunity to leverage particularly the really good work that is being done at university of massachusetts in amherst um but all of our colleges and universities, again, kind of going back, we need, we need to go back to play to our strong suit in some way here. And, and really, higher ed is one of those that is, I think, been underplayed. Um, you know, I mean, Boston and other parts of the country have played off the fact that they have, you know, institutions of higher learning uh, within their regions. We need to do a better job of that. Um, and I think the college presidents, and, and we've got a really energetic group right now that are really uh, collaborative in nature. Um, and I think they're all willing to come and understand that they're, you know, there's really more f- for them individually if they're all working together. Um, and so I think that that's going to be a good thing. So I would like to see that happen um, as well.
1: Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, as always. Very insightful. We'll have you back on soon to talk about this growth strategy and, and how that develops.
0: Well, if it doesn't work, I guess I'll be back at the end of 23 to say, you know, <laughs> none of,
1: none of your predictions came true. Bill Belichick phrase. If it doesn't work, blame <laughs> me. We won't blame you, though, okay? okay? Anyway, well, thank you again, Rick. We'll have you on again soon.
0: All right, thanks,
1: George. Okay, and thank you to all of you. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.